Welcome back to uh purple. My name is Big Will. And I am Mr. Mac. And today we got a special guest with us, and he goes by Red. Can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us about yourself a little bit, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you guys first for having me. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, let's see about me. Um, I do have a military background, uh, calf scout, like y'all, as you know, uh, bangerang family represent. Uh, I joined up in 07, um, deployed to Iraq. Afghanistan a couple times and a logistical deployment in uh, Qatar. I uh, got out of the military in 2021 and started doing plumbing, which wasn't bad. It was good money. Kept my mind busy, which is what I needed at the time. Um, but it wasn't really what I was looking for. So I ended up getting into uh Got a hold of a friend through another friend, uh, got into the executive protection business or the private security business. That's kind of what I've been doing for the last, well, that's not kind of, that is what I've been doing for the last uh, about year, year and some change. Um, really cool company or individual that I work for, um, treats me like family, treats the team like family, um, pays for all of our training and stuff like that. So it's a really good gig. Um, I'd love to talk more about it if you guys have an opportunity, but back to you guys. We will always have an opportunity. What the hell? Mac dropped out. God damn it. See, here we go. <laughs> 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 while, while we wait for my co-host to get back, right? Um, backstory. Uh, it's kind of funny. We all got out a year after each other. Wi-Fi went down, modem restarting. No, we already did. So now that we've done introductions and everybody's back and we're good to go, today's episode, we're talking about something that is near and dear to us, and that's time. And, you know, and everyone's like, oh, is it what time it is? No, we don't care about what time it is. We care about how you use your time. And we're going to touch a few key points on time, and we're going to have some fun like we always do. There's going to be some tangents. <laughs> Somebody needs some water. Over there dying. It's going to be some tangents. It's going to be some water, right? And it's going to be just a good old conversation. Um, so like he was saying in his introduction, uh, we were all in the same platoon. Um, I think, oh, hey, I'm a I'm the senior in Bangarang. It was me, then Red, then Mac. Yeah. Wait, huh? What are you talking yeah, about? I got, I got there in 2016. Oh, you mean you're like the OG? Yeah, I'm the I'm the OG from Red Platoon. The OG Bangarang, man. Yeah, I was under uh, what's his name, Mason. That was fun. Yeah, that dude was a prick. Still is. Uh, <laughs> um, but so we were all together. We all uh, we all deployed to Afghanistan together. Um, Good times. And then we we all got out a year after each other. So I got out in 19. Matt got out in 20. Right. Basically, I got out. December. <laughs> like, yeah, so he got out in 20 and then he got out in 21. So literally the phases of Red Platoon that we disappeared off the map of the Earth. Yeah. Because they um, messed up. They started so messing it all up. They really did. They, they, it, oof. Oof. Anyway, we're not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> one of the, so we have some questions for our interviewee. All right. Um, if you could go back in time Would you stop yourself from enlisting or would you at least watch yourself be sworn in as you fade away into the great unknown? Hey, man, I think that's like the isn't that like the the question that most soldiers ask around a bonfire? Like if you could if you could go back, would you do it all over again? And most of us would be like, well, I didn't get a fucking bonus and I didn't get this and fuck the army. <laughs> you know, what? I'll, here's my answer to that question, though. If I could go back and be there, would I stop myself from enlisting? Absolutely not. But the caveat to that is, can I interdict 
and give myself better information um, than I had or than I have or had at the time. You know what I mean? Like, because if I could give myself, like my recruiter fucking sucked, you know, and if I could give myself a little bit more information about the military and what I was to expect, then I think either way I would have still signed up because I had a rage inside me, man. Like it was 2007. Like I just got out of high school. I was mad as fuck. I was watching, you know, Marines and soldiers getting fucked up on the news. I was watching Marines and soldiers doing some serious fucking on like, you know, WikiLeaks and live leaks and shit like that. And yeah, after 9-11, dude, I just had a fucking burning rage inside me to kill Hodge, you know? So, like, yep. I would have stayed, and, and I would have told myself, yo, like, hey, man, this is what you have to expect. Don't let it don't let it beat you up, because in the long run, you're going to get a lot of good experience from this. You're going you're gonna to meet a lot of good people, but don't let yourself miss out on opportunities to do bigger, better things while you're in, because while I was in, I regret not taking the opportunity to do special operations or um, any of those other cool guy type jobs, you know, and, and stay in regular army. Not that there was anything that I regret about that necessarily, but I think me as a person, uh, I would have, I would have thrived in those special operations communities and, and that environment. Um, you know, and I think a lot of us would have as scouts. Oh, yeah. I think we have a different mindset. Yeah, hundred percent. And and even infantry, man. Like I don't, you know, we have this hatred. Infantry scouts, blah blah blah. Whatever, man. It's like brother, as far as I'm concerned, thing, you know, it's a little brother thing. It is. It is, and and it's a it's a love hate. And no matter what, at the end of the day, if a tanker walks up, the infantry and the scouts, they're gonna still bash on the tanker together. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, collectively. collectively. <laughs> exactly. It'll, we'll be friends, and then if the Marines come, we'll all be friends. But still, it's like, <laughs> I think I would have thrived yeah, in that special 100%. operations community, just like, you know, uh, Harpole, man. Harpole came to us, and, and then smart we had a... Man. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of good... We had a lot of really good guys, man. Like, all of our dudes were solid, and to the point where, do I think that in a different setting, uh, every single one of the dudes in the platoon at the time could have been special operations in their career if they'd have taken the opportunity. For the most part, yeah. I mean, you look at, we had some dummies, but <laughs> everyone's got some dummies. <laughs> I mean, he, even me, Yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, excluding myself from that either, man, because the end of my military career wasn't exactly the greatest, you know? Like, I I didn't yeah. go out on a great note. Would I change a lot of the things that I did? And I wish I had better leadership, yes, but I, I, would, still, I would still enlist. So the long answer to your question, yeah, I would let myself do it. I'd hope that I could give myself a little bit of a insight, yo, you know, and, and be like, hey, dude, go special operations or take that opportunity to go be a, a flight warrant and fly helicopters, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's so, funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off what you said, right? I would go back. I wouldn't stop myself from enlisting, right, because I left Colorado to get away from gangs, and I just wanted to leave the state. I ended up back here, but anyway. Um but no, you're right. I would have told myself, hey, man, go do something other than being just, you know, regular army. Like, I'm not a Ranger fan, but, you know, go to Ranger school. Or uh, I would have, like, loved to have, like, reclassed and been, like, a crew chief on a Blackhawk. I just met one of those dudes the other day. He just retired. Dude's done nothing but shoot guns off the side of a helicopter his entire career. Right? You know, so I think everybody has He's even different... flown it. <laughs> everyone has different cool ass opportunities in the military and i think the 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 general consensus is it is what you make it you know what i mean like at different points in time in my career i had shitty fucking times dude like really bad times but when i look back i'm like if i'd have had a different attitude or if maybe i'd have done this differently or thought this way instead of this way 
maybe it wouldn't have been so shitty because everyone else is going through the exact same thing I was, you know, but not everyone else was upset about it or shitty about it. I just had my own, you know, disagreements with it or whatever. Yep, add your own stank to it. Yeah, yeah that's <clears throat> different. Different problems hit different people differently. So not every problem hits everybody the same. Some of us brush some stuff off different than others. <clears throat> that was a perfect example that you just gave of that. I don't know. I would call myself thank you, thank like, you. Air Force, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying don't enlist, but like I would have been like, like, go to the Air Force, Tavares. You're young, you're fit, and this is like before I needed like hardcore glasses. I'd be like, you could go fly. Like, you could be putting warheads on foreheads, baby. <laughs> you know, like, just because, like, you know, like, we've seen some cool shit being in the military and outside the military. And like, don't be wrong, I loved my time in the Army, but, like, when I got out, I worked for the Air Force Base, right? I was doing security in the restricted area, right? And, like, Harry Potter in the restricted section of the library, I was doing security. And, um, dude, these motherfuckers were, like, so, like, and these young cats, I'm talking like, you remember Rob Mill? Some, a bunch of Rob Mills who were like actually smart as shit. And like their, their, their tech school, their AIT, was like two years long and they got to their units. And like these people just knew, like, they knew it. You know, it wasn't us going, oh shit, here comes the fucking new guy. Let me teach him how to use a 240. They got to their units and were like, oh, here, let me show you how to move this satellite. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Time out. How are you moving satellites? You're a, you're a, you're a 24-year-old. What do you know about moving satellites? And they're like, oh, here, watch this. Clickety-clickety-click. And you're like... Impressive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but the same motherfuckers are the ones who were asleep on on goddamn staff <laughs> duty when the balloons came into the country, man. <laughs> <laughs> they were that sleeping is... on guard. <laughs> they were sleeping on guard and then let the balloons in. And now look what happened. Now look what much we're doing. Fortnite. <laughs> I don't know much how much Fortnite. the Chinese paid them, but damn. Damn, for real. Like, <laughs> you know what's funny about the whole balloon thing? Okay, you know, I've looked at a radar before, okay? So it had a metal piece on it, right? It was the size of three school buses or whatever they said, right? Just imagine how that looked. You know, like, you know, we've all looked, we've all seen some board through an LRAS or some shit, right? And it just looks weird to you. Just imagine how it looked to see a balloon just come floating across the radar. You know what I mean? Like, what is, like, like Austin Powers? Yeah. When, when it's a giant yeah, rocket dude. ship. That went to the... It looks like a... <laughs> like, dude, just, and, just think about that shit. And, and oh, it just trips me out that, like, nobody said shit about it, bro. <laughs> nobody said nothing nobody, about it until, nothing. like, three days or four days in, and they were like, Oh, yeah. So, by the way, there's this fucking balloon that's been fucking chilling above Montana for a couple fucking days. Right? Like, the funny part is it made it all the way to Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada, right? And that's one of those squirrel bases we talk about, right? It made it all the way there. And then they were like, oh, uh, yeah, it was, in, it was in Nevada. And you're like, um, nobody caught that? You got, you got like all those secret squirrel people up there and nobody was like, hey, there's a balloon above, the aliens didn't even notice the balloon. Like, come oh, on. He said the aliens. There somebody we go. And the damn balloon. Somebody said, like, fuck now, I'm glad you said aliens. And then the news is like, wait a minute, are they balloons or are they UFOs? Everyone's like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, come on. Is it a UFO or is it a fucking balloon? Like, how much bullshit are you going to tell us? <laughs> God. They don't even know. Like, they don't even know. But you know, like, exactly. like the, the child in me was like, ooh, aliens, that could be kind of cool. But then I was like, it's just another shitty government cover-up. Like, <laughs> we know what it was. And I think the funniest part was, if you go back to the beginning of this, right, China was like, oh, it's just a weather balloon that flew off course because of the wind. But it's like being piloted, right? It's flying over, hovering over these nuclear sites, and then like bouncing on somewhere else. Yeah, and people and are just like, oh, like, it's just a uncontrollable balloon. Yeah, bitch. Okay. I'm letting balloon telling... blow off in the wind. It don't do that shit. No, exactly. Literally. And then they're telling people, don't worry about it. Just don't shoot at it. It's no big deal if you. Should... But if you shoot at it, there might be something that comes out of it. 
Bitch, I'm telling you right now that if I lived in Montana and that motherfucker was flying over my fucking house, I'd be unloading every fucking piece of ammo that I had into that bitch until it came down. I don't give a fuck, bro. You, dude, that is up. So, have y'all seen the pictures of it? Yes. Yeah. So no, go. So the pictures of the recovery, right? The recovery operation the Navy did, right? It don't look like anything at all, and that's, like, that, that's why I know it's like fake. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just looks like nothing. And I'm like, dude, there's no way in hell. Like the original pictures show, it looks like a satellite being carried by a balloon, right? With the camera pointing down, kind of thing, right? We've all seen satellites. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what but it looks when like. The, the wreckage looks like, oh well, it's a piece of hunk of rebar. You're like. Like, where the fuck no, did the no. $12 million fucking satellite go? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, where's, the, where's that satellite? That, that, that looks like a kid's science project. What'd that look like? like but, hey, man, like, did so you that's, hire that's some motherfuckers from Ecuador to build this fucking thing and take pictures of it? Like, what the fuck look, is this? Shit look raggedy as fuck. It, don't, it looks nothing like what they shot down. Right, but look, no, I just want to make fun of the Air Force a little bit more here for a second, okay? <clears throat> or Space Force, sorry. Space Force, Air mm-hmm. Force, same shit. You're telling me we spent $145 trillion on the F-22 program, and its first confirmed kill, confirmed kill, right, was a fucking balloon. A weather balloon. Not even like some, a weather balloon, right? Not even some, like, secret squirrel close air support in one of these random countries. It was a fucking balloon. At least that's what the news is telling us. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I can't imagine. And here's the fucking worst part about it, is they're telling everybody in America that right there. But nobody in America yeah. puts together the fact that the last time we shot down a hostile aircraft over American soil was Pearl Harbor, dog. Like, that's an act that's of true. war, that's bro. That's an act of war. We used military true. aircraft and military ordinance to interdict in another nation's aircraft whatever it was a paper airplane or a fucking weather balloon or a fucking bomber it doesn't matter it's another nation's aircraft that was over our sovereign airspace and we shot it down with military with a military operation we shot it down that is war fellas i don't know i don't care i don't give a fuck which way from sunday you want to fuck that football that is war and they're not telling anybody they're not telling anybody in america bro but that is fucking war you're telling me chinese satellites off the coast of hawaii that are mapping the fucking seafloor and fucking mapping our submarine (laughs) positions from space and then we got chinese fucking spy balloons get the fuck out of here and they're trying to say we shot a ufo over alaska bitch that was not a ufo yeah yeah Yeah, shut up that was another balloon (laughs) Shut up. It's not the first time that it's not, but think about how long an operation like that takes and how many testing and probes you have to send. When we were in the army at the platoon level, how long does it take us to to plan a platoon and by the book, plan a platoon mission? At least a lot twelve hours. You know what I mean? Like it takes us to even get the clear knot to throw the raven. (laughs) Just to throw the raven. So you're telling me millions <laughs> of dollars, raven, <laughs> millions of dollars, hundreds of people and years, years of time went into this, man. This is not a fucking like, hey, let's launch a couple balloons and see if they make it to America. No, this is millions yeah, of dollars, millions of resources and people. This is a fucking operation, dog. Like, that's what that was. And it, whether it's over now, I don't know. It's probably still ongoing. And like Max said, they've been doing the balloon thing for a minute. So the Japanese did it in World War II with incendiary devices sent across the Pacific. Mm -hmm. So it's not the first time balloons have been used. Yeah, talking about how how much time it takes to plan. How about how much time it takes to let someone let you bip a fucking mine roller when it gets stuck? (laughs) How much time does it take? How much time does it take the federal (laughs) government or the military to do anything? You know what I mean? So think about that. It takes seven days for your letter to get anywhere. Exactly, man. (laughs) So, so think, so think about that and then think about the size of those balloons and 
what we think the payload probably was, how much money that costs, and then how many people and logistical resources had to go into that to do reconnaissance on our major nuclear launch sites in this country. That is true. That is true. And I said that in the beginning, and I was like, come on, man. They knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, it's a weather balloon. And I go, if I drive my car the same path every day for six months looking at the same thing that's that's reconnaissance bro that's that's a that's a route recon i know what i'm doing right and they, and they figured it out i hate to say it right they figured out where the sleepy airmen are at or the sleepy space <laughs> cadets whatever the hell they're called <laughs> they figured out where they were at because they flew the balloon right through it they were like watch you're gonna be asleep right here and they went right through and they did i was like that's that's successful reconnaissance um, but you got to think they got to have like some crazy Independence Day technology or something nowadays, right? Like, there's got to be some radar yeah, somewhere that saw that shit, like when it left fucking China, bro. Like, I guarantee it. And they watched it all the way through. Because so, think so about all the technology. Think about all the technology that was in movies twenty years ago that is real now. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. They watched it. They watched it the whole thing. I guarantee you, they watched it the whole time. It was flying so high, they definitely seen it. They they, they might have thought it was a missile. That's how they started watching it. <laughs> I was in the look. Look, funny story. Right when I was working on that secret squirrel place, it was missile defense. So that's why I know they watched it the entire time. Right, and that's public knowledge. Right, <laughs> can't get me. This is not F O U O. This is public knowledge. <laughs> um, right, they they watched the entire time. They did. They did. 100%. But that's funny, though, because the world just wants us to believe that, oh, no. Let's... It was it was, a, it was a kid's science fair project that the U.S. shot down. Yeah, homemade oh, homemade uh, weather balloons and, like, some kid's project and, like, a college, a college um, fraternity's fucking, like, Exam oh, projectors, shit. all kinds of crazy bullshit, man. Like the media. Do you remember? Do you remember on the... I'm sorry, What's this up? is way off topic, but talking about. The... Do you remember when they? It was like a few years ago when the kid got like pulled off in the balloon. Balloon boy, like this... yeah. Well, yeah, balloon boy. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, what? It's what? This weird shit again, like with balloon the balloon. You, you don't remember balloon boy? No. It was no. The, What's balloon it was boy? The little white kid who. Oh, dude, I'm going to send you the link. Balloon oh, Boy, yeah, it was yeah. on the news for days, and the kid that, was, like, supposedly got, like, you know, pulled in the balloon. Yeah, like, he got what? traveled across a whole damn state. What? Yeah, so, like, the kid got stuck in a Mylar balloon, balloon filled with air somehow. And, like, they were, like, chasing this balloon across the state. Because You're they kidding thought me. the kid was inside of it. And it turns out the kid was hiding upstairs in the attic. But, like, it was all over the news, dude. Like, the world was like, Balloon Boy! We're chasing oh the balloon, my the balloon Boy! Fucking dude, gosh. Fucking the whole thing. What else was dude, happening was during that thing. time in the news, man? Because that was you know, a cover-up. Think about it. Balloon Boy? Uh, I don't even remember. I think that's when they hit Bin Laden. Oh, shit. It was that fucking long ago? God damn. That yeah. was, like, 2011. April 30th. Yeah, I think it was... Damn, I'm gonna find that shit. Hold up, I'm gonna find that. That was like I'm gonna. We, we gotta Google it. Though. We gotta Google cool. it. But look, we gotta read right, right, time. Right, as, right, as, <laughs> as, we, as, as he as he does that, right? We're gonna catch up on some time. Um. Oh, da, 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 shit, lost my questions. Look, we get to, look. This is a, this is those tangents we talk about. Right, so that episode <laughs> we had called "Demons and Tangents." Right, this is those tangents we talk about. Yep. Right, but as yep. you can see, everybody, we all do it. It's normal for us to just go on a tangent, just have a whole ass conversation, and you forget sometimes that we're like trying to be professional. Um, <laughs> My so bad. Time, right? Since we're talking about time, no, you're good. No, it's not you. It's all of us. We all do this shit, dude. Like we, it just goes. It goes. It's supposed to be we hard enough to keep it on track. Like we had a whole two-hour episode one time about just just we were just trailing. So Mac put a good question out here. Um, I'm gonna let him ask it, but the one I want to talk about is time right so tell tell me right so let's explain to the people how personally in my opinion i think the civilian world has no time constraints right they just they're really they're, they're too free with their time and they don't know how to use time to get something done or to take care of something you know what i mean 
yeah, their time management skills are fucking non-existent. Non-existent. Like, does that answer your question? Post office. 100%. 100%, yeah, yeah, right? 100%. Hit, the, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So the post office has this, we do a lot of observations, right? I have to go watch people work for a lot of time, right? It's a manager's job. Uh, we have these things called time-wasting practices. And it's like simple shit that we like have to go and coach these people on. It'll be like, stop making two trips to your truck. Make one trip. Or stop fingering, we call it fingering the mail. Stop fingering one letter and finger all the mail. It's kind of funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I don't know who names this shit. It's in like, a manual somewhere. It is. It's literally, it's literally, I'll send it to you. It's literally in a manual. That's, it says finger so you're the telling mail. me you're telling me the federal government has guidelines for motherfuckers to not waste time. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's a, and I'm saying this as a manager, it's the biggest fucking waste of time. <laughs> I swear. I put that on everything that I love. It is the biggest waste of time. And it's kind of funny. And like, like they expect us managers get out there and stop wasting time, but get on this telecon about why you're wasting time for four hours. Yeah, man, it's you know, like... that's a tough one, man. <laughs> like, um, when I first got out, I was unemployed for like three months. So my time, I guess, was invaluable uh, because I couldn't find a fucking job. Dude. So I was like stressing and like all day, you know, every day I was looking for a fucking job. And then I got this job plumbing. And my time my time became very valuable to me because them motherfuckers were working me like a dog i mean to be frank about it like they were working me 80 hours a week i was making like 18 bucks an hour <clears throat> and it's like we were talking earlier uh will like fucking they drove me like a dog but my mind was busy and at the time during that time that's what my that's what i needed um so it was good for me but they didn't the little bit of time that i had i had to pick and choose the things that i wanted to do um because you know i was working usually six days a week and so sunday was like okay do i want to hang out with the family do i want to it depended on what go, what was going on but as far as on the civilian side time management is next to zero the caveat mm -hmm. off that Though I I now work with a team of guys that are all ex-military that understand the value of time and how time management works, and I'm jealous. I'm gonna jump in there. I'm jealous. <laughs> it, it's good I'm and jealous. bad, man, because there are some guys that we had working for us, and they don't work for us anymore. But there are some guys that we had working for us that worked. Uh, you know, cookie cutter security jobs where they were used to abiding by state and federal labor laws and yada, yada, yada. So, oh, yeah, we don't so, follow those. <laughs> and, and, and so what when it came down to like, okay, hey, man, like this is a different kind of job. It's a little bit more, you got to be a little bit more flexible, a little bit more fluid, and understand that we're service providers first. Like, we're here to provide a service for the client, whether that means feed the dogs at fucking 7 p.m. when they fucking ask me to or sit and be quiet and watch the cameras during my shift, whatever, dude, but that's just the job, you know, and we had guys, well, it's not fair that I got to work on Christmas and not get paid extra. Okay, bro. Well, that's the point of being an exempt employee, like your salary and time. Yep. We all work it out amongst each other to where everyone gets their time back. Like it's a big boy system, you know what I mean? And, and they just mm -hmm. couldn't, they couldn't be with it. And now they don't work for us no more because they wanted, they wanted to bring labor laws and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, bro, we work on a big boy system, dude. Like we work our fucking hours. We make sure the next guy's taken care of. And if something's going wrong in the next guy's life, somebody can cover down. You know what I mean? Like, so, because it's not that big of a deal, dude, at this point for me, time is like, it's whatever, man. Like, I don't care if I work 100 hours a week at work or 40 hours a week at work just because of the, the job that I have. It's just a service. You know what I mean? So 
if I'm on an international so. trip doing my job, I'm not going to ask for that I get paid the day that I get on the plane to go to Italy and not stop getting paid until the day that I get back. If I'm an hourly employee, like, no, that's just not how it works, bro. You work, it's like the army. Like when you go on deployment, you know, you're going to be there for a year or nine months or six months or whatever it may be. Like that's the service. Like, I'm not going to ask for extra money. If you give me extra benefits or extra money, cool. But if not, Hey man, that's the job. That's what I signed up for. My kids keep breaking in my office behind me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so to like caveat that. off what he said, right? So exempt and non-exempt, right? So for our new veterans who are listening and you're transitioning through the military, trying to get out or whatever the fuck it is you're doing, right? Uh, federally exempt means your salary and you don't get paid hourly. Non-exempt means you clock, right? When you're off work, you're off work. They're not going to hit you up. They're not going to call you. They're not going to go, hey, show back up. You know, we, hey, we missed formation. Get to work, right? That's not <laughs> a thing in the civilian world. It's not a thing. However, I, like, like you said, I'm an exempt employee for the post office right now. Right now. It changes depending on my mood, right? <laughs> they could call me right now in the middle of this podcast and say, hey, Tavares, get to your office. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to get my happy-go-lucky ass up, put on my pants, put on my shirt, and take my ass to work. And... You know, so so for veterans and people who don't know that, exempt means your salary, which means you, you know, that. But then there's a third category people don't know. It's called special exempt. Mm-hmm. Now, that means you have a base salary, but in, within that base salary, you're still allowed to clock or hit the clock or be hourly and get paid the extra money. So that's where I come in, as in I'm exempt sometimes and sometimes I'm non-exempt. I get extra money on top of my base salary. So my base salary is, I don't know what it is right now. Let's go with 80 grand. 80 grand right now. But I don't cap at 80 grand. Once I hit 80 grand, I can keep going and get more money hourly. So kind of checks itself back out. But like you said, those are those 100-hour work weeks that I don't have to worry about anymore. You can have all that shit, Red. That's all you, bro. Well, I mean, what what I mean by that is I I don't mean like physical labor of 100 hours. You know what I mean? So like the the job's a little different, you know, and if I'm if I'm with a client and we're overseas or we're out of state, I'm on the clock. Technically, if you want to call me an hourly employee, I'm on the clock. Like if I was making $40 an hour, I'm on the clock from the second that I step on that fucking plane or actually the second I get out of my truck at my my destination to the second that I get back in my truck, I can be on the clock. What, I, I don't know, like. I'm jealous, that just sounds fun. Like, it does. But but it works, itself, the, it works itself out office. because those, those, you know, that week, you know, 168 hours or 100 and however many freaking hours you work in that week, it evens itself out because when you get done with said trip or whatever detail that you're on, you got guys on the, the HQ side that are going to fucking cover for you. So like you may come back from a five day gig and you know, instead of working in the, in the CP or, or whatever doing physical security, I'm taking an extra couple days off to get myself reset and then going back in and doing a rotation on on physical security or something, you know? Dude, that's just mm. dope. Like, I should have done that. I should have. I just chose the corporate side of the world. But it's <laughs> funny. I don't know. I, I told Mac about this. You're going to get a kick out of this, right? So when I left the Army, I got one of those phone calls from one of those people who, hey, man, we have a gig. Um, can, you get a, can you get a Polish passport and a U.S. passport? Yeah, I can. So I was like, send me, send me the job description. So they sent me the job description, right? It was, it just sounded great, right? It was $10,000 a month, six months on, six months off um, for a, an unnamed Polish oligarch, was what we're going to call him now, um, <laughs> billionaire or whatever. And here's what you do. And here's what stopped me. As I was reading the job description, 007 flashed in my mind, okay? <laughs> I was like, they were like, they're like black suits do this, you know, yacht trips, um, this, this surprise trips across the world and all that. 
And all I could think about was, motherfucker, I'm going to take this job, and 007 is going to shoot me in the back of the fucking head. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I you was know, like, no, thank you. The whole description was, nah, fuck you. Nope, not good. Nope. James Bond ain't making me a victim. <laughs> it's it's funny because like all that's funny you say that because like a lot of our human relations people and stuff for the the company I work for is all in the UK, man. So like when I first got my phone call with my offer, it was this this English gal or this British gal, and it was exactly how you're explaining it to me, how you felt with your job offer. That's exactly how I felt taking this job man because like <laughs> when they were explaining it to me and i went for the interview of course my he's a really good friend of mine so like i was kind of a shoe in he actually called me and was like hey man i need you to come work for me like you have the experience i want you to come and work for me i was like all right bet so you know and <laughs> dude, it was, it's crazy that you say that because it, it was like a very similar feeling man <laughs> Dude, I'm I was like, this, exactly. this English lady's calling me, like, is Q in the background, dude? Am I about to get smoked off? <laughs> like, dude, like, all you're going to hear is, like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, now, oh, now shit, living living this life for the last year and a half or whatever, like, I've, I've gotten to learn a lot about intelligence collection and analysis and... and digital intelligence because we do a lot of i mean i work with a client and so we have to vet every fucking body man you know like if you're working for state department we'll say like you got to vet everybody who comes in and gets a badge well it's kind of like that man so like doing you know collected intel on people and and it's it's a pretty cool job dude dope sounds dope <laughs> i know yeah, still... you need two more people i'm a good driver <laughs> <laughs> i'm a good driver um damn dude. i'm looking so, to start my like, own thing here in the next few years so maybe hey i'm i'm an investor on the nose i'm an investor uh, let me know <laughs> like i'm invested um so i'm gonna let mac ask some questions because he usually makes me ask all the questions and he just sits <clears> there and chimes in every now and then um but before mac asks his question i got one for you this is the one we answered that first episode do you miss the army? And if you could, would you go back? Nope. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. No, I would not go back. No, I will never go back. And no, I don't miss it for a second. Um, like I was saying earlier, man, I got out of the army the day after my, so my last day in the army was my birthday in 2021. And that was like the best birthday I had because it was my last day in the army. Um, and ever since then, man, to be honest with you, I've had a much more positive outlook on life. Like, I'm I'm going in a, a better direction for myself professionally and personally. Um, I just, I, I have better goals, you know, and I have more motivation to get to my goals and I can see a future for myself. Whereas in the military, that shit is always in somebody else's hands, man. In the military... Your fucking future is always in somebody else's hands and you're always doing somebody else's fucking dirty work, man. Whether you're working for a good dude or a bad dude, it doesn't matter, dude. You're always doing a bad dude's dirty work at the end of the day. And I'm not about yeah, it, man. That's, like that's, I, uh, that's that's t-shirt level shit right there. You're always doing somebody else's dirty work. Dude, yeah, in the military, like even if you work for some cool ass fucking people, at the end of the day, you're always doing some fucking dickhead's dirty work, bro. Fuck that. There's always a dickhead at the top of the chain, man. And you're always doing somebody's dickhead dirty work. Fuck that. I like that. There's always a dickhead at the top of the chain. Dude, always, <laughs> man. Like, it never fucking fails. And that's why, like, the military's a broken system. Especially now with all these fuckheads they're letting in. With no... They don't even have a freaking... Uh, a GED man like they're letting dudes in with criminal convictions and shit like cool man some people can turn their life around but don't drop the re recruiting standards to criminals yeah just because you need motherfuckers to fight China in 2025 like and you ain't telling nobody like maybe if you told somebody oh, yeah. hey <laughs> we need some solid dudes to fight China in 2025 I, I bet you get some fucking corn fed 
motherfucking red-blooded Americans <laughs> that are like, yo, sign me the fuck up, dude. From every yo, nook and cranny put, of the fucking country, dude. Like, black, white, yellow, right now, I don't I give a fuck. Doesn't matter. I promised you, dude. Hey, we're going to war in 2025. We need people. You're going to get a ton of motherfuckers who are dedicated. Dedicated. Yep. Like, I yep. want to kill me some motherfucking Chinese motherfuckers. I want to kill. I wanna go <laughs> you know to what war. I mean? Exactly. And that was my rage when I joined. Like, see, you know, it's funny. We talked about that in the last episode. Um, so I don't know, right? You know, the Navy has top guns. So just so everybody knows. Every time Tom Cruise releases Top Gun, the Navy's re- or recruitment shoots through the fucking roof, right? <laughs> and so if you go back to when they released Black Hawk Down, the movie, fucking mm-hmm. shot through the roof for the Army, right? 9-11, shot through the roof for the Army and the Marines, right? It was just fucking shooting up, right, as the fucking world was going. And so we were talking about it the other day. If they released one good-ass fucking military movie right now, right, like, and I'm talking, like, not no Top Gun bullshit or not no fucking space alien wars, right? If they release like a good ass Saving Private Ryan or like fucking, if they released a movie right now about Cop Keating, that would like, like I'm, I'm not saying the one on Netflix wasn't good. Outpost was great on Netflix. But if they released like a billion dollar movie, like they keep releasing fucking Lord of the Rings, the recruitment for the military would be through the roof right now with like quality a black people. Down. Essentially, but right? Yeah. I, I was gonna say Blackheart Down Part Two, but that's not a thing. But, <laughs> but instead, what did they do? They allowed the Chinese to send their fucking spy balloons in here, and this is why I even think, <laughs> I even think, I think a fucking Maybe dude. I think even a good movie right now wouldn't unite the the woke population that we have in this country. The only yeah. thing that's gonna unite this country is a devastate, like a catastrophic internal event. Mm-hmm. Because you know it's funny, I I know what you're leading towards, and I said that before. People called me crazy. Oh, dude! <laughs> hey, man! Every conspiracy, I, 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 every conspiracy theory that I've had since 2019 has come fucking true up till this point. So mm-hmm. call me crazy. I don't know. Look, so you know what I said? I said this is what I said, and I hate to say it out loud, right? And, and I, I I pray it doesn't happen. I pray nothing happens. All right. After this shit goes live, I'm gonna get whacked. <laughs> right, look, right. We as a country have not been united since we started talking about leaving Afghanistan. Right? I was a young kid. Nine eleven. But I remember it. Right? I remember it. And if let's just say, God forbid, something happens. If something were to happen right now on that scale and magnitude, the country overnight, it wouldn't matter about blue lives, black lives, white lives, green lives. It wouldn't matter that he, she, her, they, them, fucking Apache helicopter. All that would matter is that we are mad as a country and we want our fucking revenge. Right? I have to say, people didn't like Bush, but what did Bush do? He got that shit back in blood. He was pissed. Yeah, we went to the wrong country. We went to Iraq. But still, you know. <laughs> right? But still. He says somebody's getting answering for this shit, goddammit. Right? And so what happened? We were united, right? We were united as a country, right? We were united. Yeah, but we don't you think that we these united. balloons, don't you think that these balloons should have united us? Like another nation doing reconnaissance I on still, our, I, that should have united no, us right I, there. No. I think it's not. So, they I downplay so, I, everything. Oh, yeah. Actually, but I think what I, what I thought it was, I thought it was a, a hoax, like a, a false flag. You know what I mean? That too. Because you're right, like you said. We should have had a much more aggressive response to it. The people. But we didn't. Right? The people and the, the people and the military officials. We should have had the most aggressive response to it. But we didn't. And that's what makes me thought it was that's what makes me think it was kind of fake. Right? And then we're talking about the radars and the satellites and all that shit. You're right. We watched that shit go up into the air. There's no way in hell we would have lost it. Right? We can see every piece of space dust between here and Mars. Since but we can't see these fucking, we can't see a fucking Hindenburg-sized <laughs> fucking balloons flying from China. But, Get the fuck out right? of here! And, so, and that's kind of the funny part about it. That's why I thought I was like, "Oh, this was a fake attempt." I see they tried, right? Oh, but like, you're gonna need something a little more. You're gonna need another. I hate not, I, no more 911s, but jet fuel, no melts, no beams. Um, 
Yeah, but like, anyway, say not, if they. Just... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you guys are good. Honestly, it kind of made me think of something. It was like a kind of to like sum up a lot of what you guys have been talking about. It was kind of like a it's a Teddy Roosevelt where he said, "Um, is a walk softly and carry a big stick." Yeah. Unfortunately, we keep walking softly, but they keep forgetting to show people the stick. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, and the they're softening. They're they're making everything like soft serve ice cream for our population, man. For for the normal everyday Everybody. American and our kids, they're growing up in school. They're diluting everything. They're diluting history. Um, and they keep trying to rewrite and change it. Which that is scary. That is it's, the way wrong answer. You cannot do that. Yeah, because <laughs> history repeats itself, man, and and it's shown over and over again that if you don't study what happened in history, you're gonna you're bound to repeat it, man. You're bound if you don't yeah. learn from your mistakes, you're bound to repeat them. Exactly. I think that ties right back into time, right? History rolls out, right? And it, and it partakes. And people forget that there was a time when, when we didn't know, right? And now there's a time when we do know. And now that we know, it's how we choose to use what we know as we go forward. And a lot of times, like y'all said, people don't use what we already know, right? We know how Afghanistan went. So what are we doing? We're dumping money into Ukraine. But the same thing happened to us when we dumped money in Afghanistan in the 80s against the Russians. Again, you know, two for two, right? <laughs> yeah, we trained Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Right? And look, look and it, this is funny. I'm going to go back history here for a second. I'm not saying I don't support Ukraine, Slavo Ukraine, or whatever the fuck they say. Fuck Ukraine, <laughs> man. I support, look, 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 I support the United States, dude. Fuck Ukraine. That's it. 100%. Right? Fuck Ukraine, dude. I don't city. support us sending any more money. I don't support us sending any more equipment. Because all we're doing is know, giving our equipment and giving our motherfucking money to the bad guys, bro. Yep. And look, here's what's funny, right? There was a time when Ukraine was marked as a terrorist country for the U.S. Yeah. People don't want to talk about that, right? I'm sure we'll get a strike on <laughs> Spotify for it. But, right? Oh, you can't same, tell the truth. Right. The same way we dumped money into Afghanistan, we are dumping money into Ukraine now. And when Russia does finally pull out... Ukraine is going to be an issue because what's now the most them... lucrative business in history, bro? War. Arms. War, War. is the most lucrative business War. in history. Biden's dumbass pulled us out of fucking Afghanistan. So what the fuck and did we right have to do? Else. Yep. We got to put all of our contractors somewhere else, dude. Uh huh. And, look, and the funniest part was, we just took a we just took a first grader. Right, we're gonna call Ukraine a first grader country. <laughs> Jump that first grader to fucking college, right? We're sending them Abrams. We're sending them and everybody's rooting MLRS. for them, dude. I'm I'm rooting for this shit to just end and us get our shit back. That's what I want. That's we, what the we, fuck we, I'm saying, we, dude. Like, cut off. We aid. left 17 billion dollars in Afghanistan, dude, and we just gave 173 billion dollars to Ukraine, bro. And guess who controls Afghanistan now? The China. Taliban. Well. Oh. I mean, big picture, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we're talking big picture, yeah, China, for sure. <laughs> the same ones who were there while we were there? No one wants to talk yeah. about that? <laughs> that, yes, but, I mean, on, in, a, in a, a little bit smaller package, the Taliban, dude, like, yeah, come on. We just gave it's that shit away? You know the funny part? So I don't know if y'all watch TV. Okay, I, I avoid TV. Sometimes. But, so last month, the Yo, if my hold on, if my phone dies, I'm sorry. It's on the charger. Right. If okay. it dies, look, like if it dies, we'll bring you back for a second episode. Okay. <laughs> All right, bet. Look, so, so last month the Taliban came to New York and spoke at the fucking United Nations. Dude, it's it's absurd. And I was like, right now, all I could think, right, veteran came on. That's one fucking clack away from fucking every head of state being gone. Come the fuck on now. Who the, who, he said that's one clack who, who the fuck headed that whole situation and said, come on Yo, in. Yeah, New York was Who thought it was a good idea? Like, yeah, it's okay to let LeBron Durka Durka in here. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He, he can come right in. 
right? But look, I'm in Colorado and I can barely even carry a handgun right now. You see what I'm saying? But okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then um, there were so yeah, was it? Right, I don't, I don't want to know. Did it come from their side or did it come from our side? Yeah, somebody was like, "Yo, dude, hey, call up the fucking cave monkeys over there in Afghanistan and invite one of them dudes (laughs) over here. Invite them over here, dude, (laughs) just so we could say that like." We did it. You we know what it. I mean? Like, hey, <laughs> we, we appreciate you guys taking advantage of all of our equipment and money. Thank you for putting it to good use. Come on and sit at the table with us. Come sit at the table with us. Right. <laughs> and it's it's funny. Right. So uh, me and Mac were talking about it last night. They're finally releasing the terrorists from Gitmo. We're going to call them terrorists. because That's what they are. I mean, they're finally releasing them from Guantanamo. Right. And, what, and they're like, now the world's in uproar. <laughs> This person was kept at Guantanamo Bay for 17 years and he was tortured. Yeah, okay. You know what? That's what happens when you attack the United States, motherfucker. (laughs) That's like like going to jail and complaining that you got, you dropped the soap in jail. You know, like, I got butt fucked. I got got butt fucked. What'd you do? Well, that's what happens in jail. Why were you in jail? I murdered somebody. Well, you probably were supposed to be there. You know, like... (laughs) Did you I take the necessary crazy. precautions to not get butt fucked? <laughs> no, you didn't. Right. Well, that sounds like your own Put fucking your fault, bro. <laughs> hey, you, if you gave up more information, you would have been fine, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bro, I'm telling you, you wouldn't have look. You wouldn't have had a water diet. Yeah. If you just told the God damn, dude. And you know what's funny? Like, were we supposed to feel sorry? Oops. Yeah, like exactly. Were we supposed to feel sorry? Like. No nah, man. Or you did towards us, so we just did it back to you. Because they keep the, they they treat their captors so well. Well, we just Literally, traded man, that is, we just traded know, that fucking but, arms dealer away for that fucking lesbo basketball player. Oh that looked, that, that that made me mad. That did. Yeah, like, like what the fuck for her, whatever. Like, but that was that was a she hates America. Yeah, no, now she does. Now she's coming back saying, well, America, like, girl, shut the fuck up. We just traded Bro, we away had a... the most lethal man in the world. He has more yeah. than the entire U.S. military combined. Like, we had <laughs> an ace in the hole. We could have traded that card for a way better card. You know, it's like Pokemon, like, bro. Oh, yeah. Literally. Like, you know what he's doing right now? He's he's buying our guns from Ukraine for Russia. I guarantee it. I oh, yeah. guarantee it. Oh, yeah. And selling <laughs> all of our ahead. technology yeah, to China. Abrams. Right? He's like, yeah, we want Abrams. Yeah, get the Abrams over here. He's already like, hey, Zelensky, let me get 100 of them Abrams for uh, <laughs> a country yep. sweet deal, bro. Yep. We're going to see fucking Abrams in fucking Libya next. Watch. <laughs> dude. God, dude. Oh, like, my goodness. This is fucking crazy. So, look, Matt, like, we got like, to get back on topic, Mac. We got to get back on topic. We got 10 minutes. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, look, see, this is a good. We're going to have to make this a two part series. Like, it might be a two part. Hey, that's fine, man. Yeah, like, you guys can bring me back on whatever, like, man. Look, look, dude, this this energy right here, right? This is what we talk about. So for our podcast listeners, this is the energy we talk about, right? Oh shit, he dropped out. His phone died. No. Okay, so I guess it's gonna be we're gonna be a two part series now. It's right, been decided. So his phone died. It's a two part series, right? We're gonna finish up here, <laughs> and then we'll two part it to the next episode, right? But that's great because this is this was good, right? You guys got to see the full bangerang in effect. You got to see our energy come out. You got to see how we are with each other, but then also you got to see how we handle time differently. In this last couple yep. minutes, I want to talk to Mac because he didn't really say anything. So Mac, yeah, honestly, me. I was having a good time. Just my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, <laughs> I was good. having so a good like... time listening. But if you guys didn't know, or we really haven't said it, he that guy was our boss essentially in the army. Like he was a higher ranking person, hundred percent. That pretty much at any given time, at least for me. So if you guys can kind of see that energy. That's how the energy was across the whole platoon. You know, even though like these guys would be in these positions above us and be our boss, it didn't like necessarily feel that way. So it made going to work so much better because you wanted to actually, you know, work with these guys. Yeah. And like to just jump right there, like he said, we're talking about time in this episode. And, you know, I felt like my time with people like Red, Harpo, Pasola, Fucking Batson for a short period of time, Rob, like Embry, Black, Wright. You know, our time was better used there because we had the constraints. We knew how to get the job done, how to make it happen, and how to enjoy our time away from work. Right? Which was yep. funny. Even when we were leaving work, 
our time was still spent with most of these same people. It, it was, and we would just bring our family. Like, we wanted our families to come around their families and everybody yep. just get along. Like, that's what we wanted. And it's weird, you know, to want that because you don't have that same oh, hell no. uh, drive in civilian. Yeah, like, you don't have that same drive. Like, you're not trying. Like, I mean, you'll still bring your family around and everything, but it's not the same, like, God, I really hope my wife gets along with my boy's wife. You know what I mean? Or right, look, that was the, hey, look, that was the biggest <laughs> kicker right there was, does my wife like his wife, right? Because if, if, if the wives don't get along, it just makes it that much harder. Out, right? Where it, yeah. I, I'm about to it's it's going to fuck it up. <laughs> and you're going to come by yourself. It's going to be weird. And the whole dynamic is going to be thrown off. You're going to be sitting there going, well, this is depressing, right? But it was something about using the time that we had even though, like, so like, prime example, me and Mac have lived with each other on a truck for weeks at a time, right? And you would think I would get sick of Mac. That's, that's my what's motherfucking ride or die right there. But that's what's fuck. crazy. That's what's crazy. We go, you know, literally, we can spend a whole month at NTC, fucking, uh, fucking bunks right next to each other on the same fucking truck, usually doing the same task or job. So basically spend the whole time, you don't have a choice but to spend all the time together. And then as soon as you get home, you know, you go home, take a shower, say hello to the wife, and then maybe that next night, or not even the next night, later that night, you're out, out drinking, you're out with <laughs> your boys again. Yeah, they're like, you take know, like, like a six, goes. Yeah, just maybe like a, you know, a six, eight hour intermission from, from, the, yep. from the crew, and you're right back, right back. And After look, spending a the, whole month. And the wives always go, you just spent all that time with them. Yeah, but that's where I like my time at. You know what I mean? It's not like we didn't like our time with our wives. We loved our time with our wives. We still do. It's just, I felt I was a better, like, so like me, like it's funny, me and Matt cracked these jokes about moving to, closer to each other because the time that we're with each other, we, we work harder, we work better, we work smarter, and we make shit happen. And it's, that's about that time management. And like Red was saying, there's no time management in the civilian world, right? Like, to me, right, so our photography business, I'm all about when do you want to shoot, how fast do you need your photos back? Okay, cool, right? And with those two things, I, if you tell me tomorrow's name, my picture's back tonight, and we just did your photo shoot at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to charge you for it, but I guarantee you I can deliver. Mm -hmm. But if you come to me and you go, oh, well, anytime between February 1st and March 31st, I think. I don't know. You get that shit March 31st. You get that shit March 31st because now you've told me my other clients are more important than you. So I'm not going to like ignore you. I'm just going to push your shit back a little bit to get the ones that actually have actual constraints to get done. Because so it they it became less of a priority. Yeah, right? Because it keeps us focused. It keeps us driven. And if we stay driven, we can do anything we want. Um, damn, we really got to part this. I'm excited. We've never had we, a two-part episode. We are. But you know, there's something cool. um, we kind of tapped into, and I think we can actually make it part of the, the second part a little better, tie it in once we kind of get past the time thing, is I noticed a lot of what we just were talking about is team-oriented. It's like you need a, you got to find that right team almost sometimes. Yep. At least maybe certain people. Maybe certain people need a good team, but... Ooh, next episode, like, team. Uh, like Red was saying... He found like a really good team and he loves going to work, even if he's working 100 hours, you know, a week. And I think that's what a lot of veterans are looking for when they get out. Not necessarily fucking to be, you know, worked to death or anything, but just to find that same, that same groove, that same kind of vibe, but without having a dickhead above you, essentially. I think that's what we're all looking for. Is, you know, we're looking for that good, that good work, the good team, minus the dickhead. <laughs> And it's the dickhead. That was, hey, that, that comedy said, he said, you're always doing some dickheads. That was work. real shit. That was fucking deep. Like, that was, that was that real was, shit. That was deep. And, right, we're going to end the episode on that. Right? You're always doing. <laughs> don't do a dickhead's dirty work. Don't do a dickhead's dirty work. Right? <laughs> and that shit's, that's fucking fire, right? But, all right, y'all, thank y'all for listening. Um, we're going to do a part two to this. Uh, thank next you. episode, we're going to talk about team dynamic like mac was saying and how teams change the environment and then we'll tap back into the time thing because i feel like we missed out on some stuff but we already have those questions and stuff drafted um i'm gonna post the link so you guys can ask some questions right you know you have a whole week to think of some questions for, for red and see what you know make it happen
but yeah any any questions you want to ask any questions you guys want to ask us you can ask us like uh, whether it's about a military experience or just life experiences i mean ask our guests their questions um like even our, our last guest amanda if you have streamer questions feel free like yeah i'll make her you like talking her. about this stuff <laughs> we'll get her on the stream. air there we go and, and make her answer your question right, might not get to all your questions depending on what there is but we'll try damn near we're gonna get we're gonna get through. we'll make a whole fucking questions and answer episode if i have to allegedly or something <clears> like that when we go live we'll go live we'll go we'll live that. We get, if we, look if for we that in the future we'll go live right but other than that we'll y'all i do appreciate your questions every as they single come. one of you uh thank you red he jumped yes off, thank you you'll see you'll see him in part two right we appreciate him jumping on mac as always this is purple uh purple <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good night. Week. You guys have a good one. Peace.